0: To the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Well, hey guys, we are episode four. We're back. Back in action, episode number four. Again, no one's kicked us out. <laughs> We're still rocking and rolling. We are. And, uh, Andy, I don't know about you, but, uh, the one thing that we definitely want to, we just say at the outset of this, uh, this show is the feedback continues to be awesome. Uh, people getting in touch with us over at good old dudes podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. Uh, good feedback, future show ideas. Excellent. So for those of you listening, keep that coming. So good. Love to hear the encouragement. And, uh, you know, in particular, uh, when you give us future show ideas, it gives me a sense that this podcast will continue, and I don't have to think nearly as much. Right.
1: We love the ideas. We've had lots of really good ideas come in, and um, and we're planning to get to all of them and just kind of take a little bit of time. So thanks, guys, for, for doing that. You can call our voicemail line to put those in, uh, and also any feedback, as well as uh, just emailing us, and podcast at, at gmail.com. So.
0: And the Facebook. We like that, too. Uh, and I guess they could... Well and the other thing is to help people remember that we are we do have our own YouTube channel, which we're we're recording now. <laughs> Hi everybody. I have to realize where the camera's at. There it is. Okay. Awesome. Um the other thing that we gotta start with uh is our thank yous, Andy. Thank you, thank you. Uh we've got a couple of new Patreon members that we want to say a big thank you to. Uh man, you guys are amazing. The support is great. Uh you've also given us show ideas like again, we will have to give, you know what we should do? I'm going to make some sort of trophy out of leftover uh, pieces that I have in my garage of random things. (laughs) And I'm just going to like take a picture of it and send it to those people. Hey, perfect. Uh, Obviously a low budget uh, operation here, um, but we can at least put something together for you, a token (laughs) of our appreciation and send it your way. So uh, first of all, Ty, Ty Miller, my good friend. Ty Miller, thank you so much for your support becoming a Patreon member. We appreciate it so much. And then also our good friend, friend of the show, Shane Brandenberger. Here's what I love about Shane. Shane's a high schooler. He yeah. is, and he, he's supporting us. He's we supporting that. us. Thank you so much, Shane. Uh, one of my uh, high school students, actually, and uh, great kid. Uh, just uh, uh, really, um, how shall I say this? Uh, he's he's, uh, he's one of a kind. I would I would just say that <laughs> one of a kind. Thank you so much, Shane, for your support. We appreciate it. You're helping uh, restore my hope in humanity and specifically in the teenage generation. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Well, hey Joel, you know as we do every every week, we have a what's brewing segment, which is what we're talking about mm, yes. with what's nice and dark and coffee in our cup. So mm-hmm. can you tell everybody what we are drinking tonight?
0: Well, we want to say. Uh, thank you to our good friends uh, down at the Electric Brew here in Goshen. They also have a uh, downtown Elkhart location. Let's not forget. Uh, tonight we are drinking the Mexican from Cafe Justo, uh, or maybe it's since it's south of it could be Justo. Could it could be? You never know. Possible. Um, jalapeno. Uh, so yes, uh, the Mexican from Cafe Justo, organic, um, and when you buy it the what the great thing is is it's beyond even fair trade so um it is supporting local growers local co-op down there so that's another great bonus to uh, purchasing the mexican it's my go-to kind of everyday coffee now so big shout out to you uh electric brew and the mexican uh brew here we're enjoying it this evening it's keeping us up keeping us going and uh because I don't know about you Andy but my children refuse to sleep in their own beds and I need an extra jolt Molly, my youngest, she's like a ninja. She's in bed, you think she's out cold, you go you let your guard down, you go to sleep, and she's in up, your bed with you. You wake up at four AM and there she is. Or yeah. a heel in your kidney. It's beautiful <laughs> and yet so painful. I love her to death, but uh get out of my bed. Anyway, uh enough bitterness for me. <laughs> well, hey, guys, we have a new uh
1: a new segment tonight. Tonight's gonna be a little bit different from what we have had before. Uh, this is gonna be what we call the dudes of the square table, so we don't have a round table in here, so we can't be dudes of the round table, so we're using the square table, and what that is going to be is it's going to be just kind of an interview with we've got three of our friends here tonight, and we're going to be chatting with them about specifically Generation Z, their generation they're younger than Joel and I uh, by a lot uh, we're This getting, is we such are,
0: epic music we are, we are getting old, Joel I uh gosh, I'm taken to a Here's what I'm seeing right now. There, there's a field with with mist and and horses uh, <laughs> galloping through it. Majestically, though, I should say. Very majestically. Um, but here we... Man, this is amazing, Andy. It's long, too. Wow. It but, just keeps going. But it's powerful. I like a, it. This is our theme music. The this theme music for... S- for Dudes of the Square Table. So uh, should we, we should, like, take a moment. And now, our special segment, Dudes of the Square Table. All right, so Joel, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't even do that seriously. That's perfect, perfect. Right, so anyways, Joel, uh, will you introduce with us today
0: who we have with us? Uh, excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. So um, our guest this evening uh, going around the table are Nolan Rhodes. Nolan is uh, 22's, 22's, 22 years of age. He is currently a senior at IUSB studying marketing marketing, and advertising Nolan, so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having you. Uh, Thanks for being here this evening. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, Right on down the line, Tristan Clark is also with us, age 22. He is a junior at IUSB studying social studies, secondary education. Uh, So just in a few years, people listening, uh, Tristan will be shaping young minds. We're super excited about that. And then finally, uh, we have our good friend, Corey who is here I was getting Ash or Ash? Ash. Esh. Ash. You're now all on now I'm all on. Yeah. Okay, you're all on. Good. This is hey, this is new for us we're, having this many guests. I technically I can't hey, do it. As far as everyone else is concerned here, this is a well oiled machine. Let's we're gonna we're gonna keep that appearance going. Uh yes, Corey, uh twenty three years of age and Corey um has completed uh a a year certificate, a certificate program, certi- certification. That's the term I was going through. A year-long certification at uh, Rosedale Bible College. And is currently out in the workforce um, doing quite well for himself, as I understand. He was mentioning the other day that he has time to take naps, which made me more bitter than I was already.
1: Right. Uh, I life. don't have time to take naps. No. Apparently, kids and jobs.
0: apparently, Corey does his job, and then he takes a nap, which is like a four-letter word to me <laughs> right now. Uh, gosh. Gosh. Really, I got some stuff to work through. I think we're going to have to talk later, uh, lay hands on things of that, that <laughs> nature. Um, so here's what we're excited about this evening uh, and, and why we are having this conversation night, this kind of uh, dudes of the square table conversation, is really about uh, addressing the issues of Generation Z. So uh, we'll give a quick little sociology lesson here. Um, generation Z is considered to be the generation beginning depending uh, right around 1996 95 96 up to our well our our present 2010 uh, ish something like that. Okay. It sounds like there's a video game it going, does. I'm not sure what's going on in the background. Anyway. Anyway. Um so generation Z and so let's see so because my math is terrible so Nolan Tristan you were born in what years? 97. 97? 97. Yeah. 97? 96. Old man over here. So you're firmly within the beginning of Generation Z. Uh, generation Z has a lot of, you know, we, people, just about the time that people really thought they understood millennials and how they could be more discouraging to them, another generation came along, which uh, just poses even more fear and concern. Um, and so we want to talk with this generation. I think. Our hope is, number one, that we've got people that are working, right, for sure, working with Generation Z. Generation Z is the largest generation in the United States currently. It's now maxed out over uh, the millennials by about a percentage point, depending on the study you're looking at. And uh, so whether we like it or not, Generation Z, I like it but personally. But whether whoever – if some of you out there are all like those Generation Zers um, – ruining my life. Honestly, I don't think I knew that that was the name of it before we started yes. talking about this. The Generation Z, which Z is the last letter in the alphabet. I think it's only right to conclude that the apocalypse follows <laughs> uh your generation. <laughs> right. No more letters. We don't know what to do. Um so uh Generation Z accounts for um A large portion of our workforce, a large portion of just society in general. It is a more diverse group than we have uh, seen uh, before in so many ways. And so um, we want to get our heads around uh, what generation, what the life of somebody, uh, particularly uh, these dudes right here uh, as our representative group. You get to represent an entire generation tonight, guys, congratulations. Uh, we won't have a conversation, and we just want to ask some questions, and we hope that for listeners, it'll gain some. There'll be some clarity gained, and uh, you know, for those of you that are working with people from Generation Z, uh, I hope it's also <laughs> helpful. Uh, kind of empowers and equips you as well as your thinking, um, as you're thinking about this group of people. So, to begin, we've got this list of questions, and uh, we're just going to go through them. Sounds good, and we're going to see what happens, uh, and you know. Uh, then I'll I'll make some things up as I go too, undoubtedly. So uh I think really the first question I want to pose to all of you guys is uh why is your generation ruining America and what could be done to stop you? <laughs> that's <and laughs> I that's put, an open question. Yeah, just so really why are you ruining America and what can be done to stop you? Um, I asked that question partially joking, but um what, just from your general sense of when you're thinking of like some, we'll call just older people that you guys have engaged in, uh, whether in your jobs or whether in school or whatever the case is, what do you have a sense of what they think you guys are up to, like, and what your what your problem is, or or how you differ, or. Um, What have you just, some of it might be just gut experience, and some of it might be like, I literally had this conversation when this person told me this thing, and I was terrified. So uh, whoever wants to take it first, what do you think? What's your perception of how other people are kind of uh, receiving you guys? Yeah,
2: so this is probably more of a gut feeling, but um, I feel like we get the stigma of not working hard, we don't work hard, and that we want handouts. Hmm. Maybe true for some of us, but I think for the majority, it's untrue. Um, especially, I mean, I've heard it from older people. They are like, well, you just don't understand how hard life is. Like, just wait <laughs> until the day where you
0: realize. And I was yeah. like,
2: well. <laughs> I got my own problems, Grandpa. I got Grandpa. my own problems, so. <laughs> what, yeah. when,
0: what, why do you think they perceive that you don't work hard?
2: Um, I don't know. I think it may be. I honestly, I have no clue. Maybe increase in technology and we use it
0: more. So the nature of your work is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, so. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> other ideas, guys. Well, and I think something that
3: uh, has kind of played a role in that, and I don't want to jump too far ahead into the other questions in sure. our conversation, but um, how we are approaching young adulthood too. I mean, it was really common for a lot of the older generations just to go right into the workforce. And so, as we are taking time to figure out, you know, what are we going to do with our lives? And you know, that time period, even when we're still living at home and with our parents that is perceived as this, this laziness, this, um, lack of drive to go out and become an adult and, and to really, you know, start accomplishing things with your life.
0: There's that kind of that, um, that scene of, uh, the young 20 something laying, you know, uh, camped out in the basement on his parents' couch, empty bag of Cheetos on the floor, uh with you know i don't know uh dungeon dragons uh you know on the screen um i that that seems to be a kind of a like and that's and that's sort of put on millennials some some too i was gonna say i think
1: that that i mean for that generation yeah same same type of stigma kind of
0: goes with that yeah and uh yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so it's sort of delayed Core, Do you got any any uh, any thoughts, things you want to add to that? Because you're the actually only working person in this <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah,
4: actually, uh, kind of to go off of what Nolan said with the uh, um, technology thing, um, a lot of the older generation growing up, they they worked physical labor. There wasn't many other jobs that I'm aware right. of that didn't involve physical labor. And so now with the technology that we have, you can sit on your couch at home and work from home on your laptop. And I think for somebody that's older, seeing that, that looks like they're not working. That looks pretty lazy to them probably. Right. So I think that's got a big factor well, in that too. Well,
1: and even like, I mean, you've jobs like social media manager and yeah. things like that where you're literally like on social media to do your job. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah.
0: It's like, where's your hammer? Where's your <laughs> Where are the tools that you're supposed to use to build this thing or make that thing happen. And, and, and absolutely. I mean, generationally you've seen, um, it it used to be that the, you know, the trained, the trained, the special trained professions were lawyer, uh, teacher to some degree, uh, clergy person or medical doctor and everybody else was going to be a manual, like a skilled, it could be a skilled trade, but it was going to be some sort of manual labor or something of that. And that, you know, that was, that was the norm. And as technology has changed, um, you can, you can do some pretty important things, some pretty high impact things and, uh, yeah, not be, you know, breaking your back to do it. Right. And, um, and also recognizing that, like for some of, for some of those trades, you know, I th- one thing that I did when I was in college is I, I framed houses on, on occasion, right? And I began to realize that there were no um, house framers over, like, seldom over the age of thirty-five. And I began to realize is because there was a shelf life to that work. Uh, and then following that, I worked for a, a distributor where I worked with um, uh, contractors that were in like oh like masonry set tile flooring that sort of thing and these guys would walk in like barely able to walk and you you begin like i think you guys see that like okay i can't break my back for the next 40 years and live and have a quality of life um there's a value system does that make sense mm-hmm. I, um because as far as you guys thinking about like your like your grandparents like what did they do what did if you think about them, like what did they do for, for money, for a living vocationally? I mean, so on my dad's side, um, my
3: grandpa ran a farm and then he worked for the local electric company. And so a lot of manual labor there. And then on my mom's side, actually my grandpa drove a concrete truck for the longest time. And so it was really those long hours. Uh, you know, you're just, I mean, it's just a a nonstop grind. Basically you just keep going. And, uh, that's how you lived your or earned your living you know you just
0: you worked hard when you think about that kind of life what 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 comes to your mind? what do you feel about it
3: doesn't make me happy yeah. it doesn't make me <laughs> excited i mean yeah and 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 yeah that's just kind of the divide i mean we i feel like we have a lot more opportunities to do um to pursue some career that's not going to require us to you know break our bodies over the course of you know a couple decades and so that looks a lot more appealing to uh, at least, I would say, a majority of us, um, I still think there are definitely people out there who are interested in that. But. Mm. Corey?
4: Yeah, I think there's a there's a big push towards doing what you enjoy, mm-hmm. which, which
3: I think was different
4: back then where it was do what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and now there's a big push into if you don't love what you do, try and find something that you enjoy doing, and so I think that's what's changing, too.
0: What do you think, Nolan?
2: Yeah, I think finding work that you enjoy is a super important part of our generation, but also with that, I think it depends on the community you're in. Mm. Cause I know a lot of friends who have been pushed into careers. Um, and there's a lot more pressure to that nowadays, I think than what there has been. Cause there's so many opportunities out there. And, um, if you have the right connections and if you're pressured into the right connections, you can, you can get to some pretty cool jobs. But, um, yeah, as far as my grandparents, uh, Mom's side was a I guess more success driven careers like my uh, grandma was a nurse My grandpa was a businessman and then on my dad's side. It was more um, I guess blue collar uh, my grandpa on that side was a truck driver and then my grandma just worked odd end jobs here and there So I got a perspective of both sides, which is cool to have growing up. So yeah, yeah,
0: that's good yeah, I uh I just gosh I my own, so my own father so who would be part of the baby boomer generation which you're technically speaking your parents are probably close you're are close to that my my folks would be oh, probably about 15 years older than than your guys's parents something and there same same here you know? yeah and uh you know my dad has been in uh manufacturing management and has been pounding uh you know been pounding a concrete floor uh walking for you know for, for years in in factory settings and he's got two new needs to show for it and uh it, you know and i i just know within myself and i don't think it's unique to your generation where i go i look at that i go there's no way i don't i don't care what i don't care the dollar amount that was attached to that it's, for what he was yeah, making
1: no it's not worth it well and like i've even seen that in my own self too because i mean me uh, I like doing it things, but when I first moved here, there was not a whole lot in it. And so I was doing RV stuff. I mean, that's prevalent in our area. And like, yeah, yeah same thing. You saw very few people who were older than I am now. I mean, I'm almost 40, so I'm old, <sighs> but you know, you saw very few people that are that old because the fact that just, it broke them.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, there, I get it. There is, there is a certain level of, Especially as we're speaking of men. There's a certain level of, of pride for working hard, getting things done, providing, that, that sort of thing. Um, my commitment, my thought is, I don't know what you guys think about this, is uh, if I'm not fully available, though, to the family that I'm working so hard for. That's not worth it either, no. What's the yeah. point? Um, You know, uh, and I guess it, we went around this room, like all of us at different seasons, probably – have experienced our fathers being differently available to us uh, in in various seasons depending on their work and things like that but I I remember um and it's interesting I remember as a young boy so like young elementary I remember when my dad was working 70 hours a week uh, killing it and he was exhausted when he got home and like I don't really remember much of my father for several you know for several mm-hmm. years those are kind of like these like weird, like mom was always taking us places and dad would show up to the ball game after he got off of work and whatever. I mean, he always, he absolutely always did his best, like absolutely did his best. But I look at that and like my value system around that has, has shifted. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think twice about, about those things. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think that this next question kind of goes along with that, you know, as we see our parents were, you know, very hardworking and starting early and doing that. Like there's been a lot of talk of this extended ad- adolescence and like where you know what used to be like happening at eighteen, even in in my generation, you know I got married fairly young. My wife was, I don't, she was turned I think twenty one right after we got married or shortly after that, and so it was like, you know, we did things very early. But like now it's you know up twenty five thirty where people are getting married and doing that, and you see a lot more of like kids playing well dungeons
0: and dragons in the basement. I mean, okay. I, what, I was temporarily worried that if I made a D&D reference that was always going to like date me already cuz like, <laughs> like like i were like what's dungeons and dragons? Yeah, anyway. If we're playing whatever the new social whatever the new thing is, yeah, whatever yeah, the new thing, yeah. thing yeah. is. Yeah. I'm old again,
1: so. No, I mean like but th- there's that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why do you think that that is do
0: you guys feel that for yourself? Like just to, so the example that I give is my grandfather was born in nineteen thirty once he uh graduated high school at age eighteen. He inherited the family farm he also went to work in a factory so he was doing farm work and factory work and uh married shortly thereafter graduating and had three children you know early twenties and it was and then it was work time and then that was you know that was the reality for him He was an entrepreneur later on um developed his own dog food business wow. actually interesting i know that's that awesome. awesome. was an odd thing i guess uh, of all the things you could pick that's what he did and did really well at it but you know major you know house kids marriage major life milestones early early 20s and then it was like that was set and then everything all of life was you know following that um average first marriage for men in america is 28 years old and 26 for women um so that's you know that's changed, and basically every decade that goes on, a year gets added added to that. At least that's the that's the current um, you know the current perspective. So there's a lot of major life milestones they're getting pushed back farther and farther. The other thing on the kind of on the psycho this the psychology part of it is is that uh, and those of us that are in youth work and adolescent work in general, we talk about uh, the prefrontal cortex a lot. Um, so. Scientists have told us uh, that this uh, place of judgment and dis- this place in your brain where judgment, discerning, discernment, wisdom, things like that come from is continue- is continuing to form up into like age 29-ish, somewhere in there. And so, um, you know, so you guys are still learning and developing and, you know, like it's weird for me to think like my brain was still growing till about five years ago. Um, you know, so there's, there's still all this stuff that you guys are – encountering and wrestling with and things like that. But from an outside perspective from an older generation, it can kind of be like, it's just taking them forever, right, forever to grow up. I mean, like for, up. I mean,
1: for real, you see have a lot of kids, I mean, even still living at home too, like where they're 20, 25, 30, like, you know, when, when I was, when I was your age, no, I mean, like I went to college, I moved out, I actually moved in with my sister then, but her husband, but that's a whole, whole different story. But I mean, yeah, you have a lot. Of, so do you guys find that that's true with you and your generation? Um it, and if so, how for you and, and maybe your friends?
3: Um, It's an interesting question and it's hard to kind of, I mean, I guess we can all speak on our own personal experiences, but um, I mean, I think one of the things from, from my end was I didn't, I mean, I, I guess I had the opportunity to just jump kind of into adulthood. I mean, I, I could have just picked up a job or something like that. Um, but while I, while I felt some sort of push to go to college or go do something, it wasn't like, this is what you have to do with your life. It wasn't like, you know, this is, this is the one path, get going on it. And so, and I'm also very blessed with very gracious parents who, uh, were willing to, you know, let me live at home and, uh, right. Take time to figure out, you know, what, what am I, uh, what, what, what do I want to do with my life? And so, um, kind of looking back at least at my parents and their generation and them being a little more lenient maybe. And I don't know. I guess what it was like for you guys but um not a whole lot of pressure from my parents to
1: to just get, get out me, into the yeah, world. Yeah. Right, right, right. well and I, and I think that's that's a good thing too because i think a lot of times we see people who go to school do this can't find a job and then they don't know what they're gonna do because they didn't take that time right out of high school to spend time and think about what they're actually going to do and experience life um and and, and do that so I, I definitely think that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. so
0: and I mean, for a long time, you had uh, the statistic was, and this is not probably accurate now, but for a long time, it was eighty percent of those people in the workforce with college degrees that went off in college were not working in the area of their education. So it was, yeah, they jumped into those things, they did it, and we're like, nope, not you know, not not for me. Uh, which can feel like a little bit of a like I paid what, what to, fa- right, to, <laughs> fail? To, <laughs> to fail to fail or not to, or to do something not related um Corey what do you think uh in just in terms of um because like with you out in the workforce now but this sense of it maybe it's just if you think about your peers and other people um like do you feel that people are if you were to look and think about previous generations that people are, are moving slower um in kind of making big decisions or and if so why uh,
4: so for me, it's actually it's kind of funny cause, um, on my end, um, I, I can kind of see how this question is pretty relevant in my life. Um, but what's funny about it is that in my, in my, in my close friend group, um, normally when I'm hanging out with, with that group of people, it's me, maybe one other single guy and then about. Three or four married couples. So I'm actually uh, with with a bunch of friends who who took those steps pretty early on in age. So I actually see the um, see those those decisions being made early. Um, but but for me on my end, um, I'm kind of like Tristan. I have some gracious parents who uh, who allow me to to stay at home. Still, um, I had that year in college and kind of got to get out there for a bit, and then came back and um, I'm at home and working and um, and my yeah, my parents are allowing me that freedom of just trying to figure out where I want to go with life yet, and yeah. so
0: do you feel stuck right now?
4: A little bit at times, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out um, where to go next, I think, is a big. What big would thing. help you get unstuck? Ooh, <laughs>
0: Coach Joel just walked into the room. Sorry.
4: Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean. No, I, I don't. I don't really know at this point. Do you
0: feel like you want to get unstuck?
4: Yes, yes, I do. Okay. I would, I would like to move on a little bit,
0: but I'll give you my business card. I <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> so,
1: I mean, yeah. you know, Nolan, you too. Like, t- talk to us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah. So,
2: similar experience to Corey here, um, especially in our area. It's completely different than my friends in the city, living somewhere else in the United States, who are unmarried may have a boyfriend or girlfriend but are not about to get married until they're like 32 kids at like 38, something like that. Yep. And I think it has to do because another thing with so many opportunities out there now, like you've got the internet to pretty much find anything you want to do. And, um, a lot of these friends are focusing on success at an early age, making as much money as they can, like climbing the ladder as fast as they can then settling down afterwards here I have, a f- I have like four weddings to go to for <laughs> yeah. friends yeah. that are my age, yeah. I was actually just talking to a friend today. We were talking about everybody just getting married, having babies like at our age and we're right. just like finishing college, trying to figure it out, you know? Right. Yep. Um, and I do want to argue a little bit that I think some people have jumped into it too quickly. Hmm. And it's damaging to their personal growth because I see these people that have jumped into marriage or like adulthood super fast. And they have just become like the most blah, like kind of hate my life. Yeah, I'm settled. I haven't, you know, done anything like that. And I think our generation, we don't want that because I think we've seen that in our parents a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, especially like the older generation. They're kind of like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And our generation's like. Send me on an adventure. Like I want to accomplish this. I want to be super successful. Like we have a lot of dreams and goals Um, and I think that's and it takes us a little while to figure that out. So maybe that's why we're Yeah,
0: so a question I'll throw out to all three of you How much do you fear regret? I love it when I, when I ask them, you see the, I love it. There's like, Oh,
1: the wheels turning. Well, when, well, I guess while they're thinking about that, I, I just was like, as Nolan was talking, yeah. I was thinking, I wonder if that's also why the divorce rate is so prevalent right now is because you know, us and our generations jumped right into it and, and didn't have that experience. So I wonder if that's part of, I mean, a lot of other things too, but I wonder if that's part of it where it's a, we end up getting locked in and so we didn't, we didn't feel like we got to experience things. And so yeah. then we're like,
0: well, Hey, forget Gra- this grass gonna- is greener. Right. And I do wonder with your guys, generation, I actually am curious to see if the divorce rate, I think it might, the divorce rate might actually go down because we're not jumping right in or, or, or for women, even for women, think about this. I, and again, I am totally spitballing here and I have no actual uh, scientific evidence to back this up. It, as, as, as equal, Hopefully, as we're moving toward equal pay and equal opportunity for women in the, you know, we've got a long way to go. But as we're moving toward that, where marriage is not the thing that they need for security, you know, where it's like, man, unless I get married to a dude, I'm going to be living under a bridge somewhere. You know, I mean, that kind of like that almost like this weird servitude thing going on in, in marriage. So I, I do wonder about that you're taking more time. You're kind of thinking about it more intentionally, not just jumping into it because of a kind of a social pressure and specifically for women being like, no offense to you guys, but like I don't need him to survive, you know, kind of thing. Um, but okay. Back to your question. Back to the question. No, 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 but thank you for clarifying that. Um, how much do you fear regret?
2: I used to fear it so much. Um, big, end of high school, beginning of college, I used to fear it so much. Like I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to fail. It's going to be the end of the world. Now I've seen it a little bit differently. Like I'm gonna shoot for the stars. If I fall back down to earth, I'll pick myself back up again and shoot for it again. And I'll learn something on the way. Um, so I don't fear regret so much. Uh, I'm going to put myself out there and experience it at all, I guess. So
0: great.
3: Well, and Nolan, you were kind of touch, touching on like fear of failure also, and I feel like it's it's kind of one or the other. Either you regret that you didn't do all these things, or uh, you're scared of failing, and so you're not actually putting yourself out there. And that's really interesting, because for me, and uh, I guess I'll talk about my story a little yeah. bit later, yeah. but um, as I was kind of jumping from job to job and figuring out what I wanted to do, I experienced a lot of failure. And uh, it was actually a really good growing, uh, a, a moment of growth for me, where I could, you know, just learn some things about myself and about the rest of the world. And so, um, I wouldn't say I'm one of the, the most outgoing, like let's, you know, just go take a vacation or let's go explore somewhere. But I would definitely say that the fear of regrets, not holding me back from pursuing different mm-hmm. things. Excellent.
0: Corey.
4: Yeah. I'm, I, I'd say within the last couple of years, the fear has left a little bit. Um, Sometimes after i i I do something, I kind of wish that fear might have been there um, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if the fear of regret is is as prevalent um anymore i've i found that um I enjoy life more if I make kind of quick decisions um so so that can be. positive sometimes i'm
0: i'm almost i'm I'm really grateful for this but i'm almost a little bit surprised because what i'm hearing all three of you say is is that you pushed hard enough early on to get to a place where you were less fearful versus my generation a little this seems a little bit more this way where it was like um failure is not an option so i need to be just super cautious about the choices that i make and there's just got to be like be more more so because i remember like you guys i'm trying to think how old you would have been during the recession 2008 7 8 uh you're 10 10 11 years old so i was a i was your age right and so it just seemed like there was, I mean, from my perspective, it was like there was um, uh, it was a, a real poverty mentality of be grateful for any little thing that you can possibly get, any normalcy or any stability that can be afforded. You just hold on to that for your dear life, because if you go and make the wrong choice, you might, you know, to follow my saying, end up, end up living under a bridge somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't hear that from you guys as much. Right, I mean, am I am I hearing you correctly? That there was just like I'm going to go and get make some choices. They're going to have some consequences, good and bad. But it's going to like you see that as a clarifying thing. I, I mean, I would
3: I would say so. Um, and something, too, to add to that is I don't think we've had any experience in our life yet where it was all of a sudden like a recession or something yeah. where we're like we got to get our crap together. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's make or break time. Um, and and just like a good example of that, of that is I have several young adult friends who just take trips. Like they just vacation all the time and they have no money in their bank account, <laughs> but, it, but they absolutely love it. I mean, yeah. they're getting those experiences that they want. They're seeing the world. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's just, that's, that's how they do life. I mean, it, and, and they really, they really enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk a little bit about community here. Um, how do you guys experience community? What does that look like for you? Um, I mean, obviously you guys grew up on the internet and and so like is the majority of your community on the internet? Is it local? Is it face to face to face? How does that look for you guys?
2: I think we have the stigma of like finding community on social media and we're always like DMing our friends on Instagram (laughs) or you know messaging through Facebook and that for me and all my friends that is so untrue. Like we use it as entertainment like laugh at our friends posts of what they were doing. Um, We might connect with someone. I don't know. Via LinkedIn, the business students, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Link- uh, LinkedIn that's reference. Like Fantastic.
0: Wow. I'm feeling relevant super quick here all of a sudden. Connect
2: with me at LinkedIn, Nolan Rhodes.
0: <laughs> 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 yes. Yes.
2: But um, no, I, yeah, I think that's so untrue. And I think a lot of older people think that that's how we find all of our friends and that's how we communicate. No, we love social interaction. We're going out to the bars, we're, um, you know, going on adventures with our friends, texting in our right. group
0: messages. Right. So I think important thing you said, you said entertainment. Yes. But, but the, not community, but not community. You, right. Oh man. Hard, hard pass nose on this. Like you it's, uh, you are not, you don't see it as, as a legitimate form of interpersonal, co- uh, connection. You, you recognize this.
2: Thirty-five of my friends on Instagram may be my close friends. The rest of the four hundred and thirty are just acquaintances. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. got a real big Instagram gotta, following base. <laughs> if you can, if you can tell, you know. I got uh, to Compared to that, game, though, I've got to right. up my game.
0: Whoa. <laughs> right? So much to learn. Apparently, apparently, his marketing and ad experience but is really paying. That's off. interesting, though. <laughs> that's
1: interesting, though. Uh, coming from our generation, where we have a lot of like ours and older generation to where we use, let's say Facebook, which I know y'all like Facebook, what like Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. But like for us, <laughs> Tristan over there. Um, but for us, I think like we use it for connecting with our people that we knew pre you know, like in high school when I was, I was in high school in 1998. So, you know, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> that's when I graduated, but like, so I use it to, to connect with those people and people who are actually like my friends. I am using it more for community than i am just like you said nolan where you're using it for entertainment
0: that's really interesting yeah i think yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead sorry i should wave my hand next yes. time no you're fine here's
3: the thing with facebook i think facebook in our generation gets a bad rap and i'm gonna stick up for facebook <laughs> oh, oh all right <laughs> well okay so here's the thing instagram twitter uh, snapchat i guess uh definitely a platform for entertainment i i really do enjoy it for entertainment but when I'm trying to connect with people friends from you know my childhood my church family my community Facebook's the place to go
1: maybe he's not actually part of this generation <laughs> is I'm he, just gonna say did
0: he sneak in here somehow under the radar is there Hey, grandpa jokes on you I'm <laughs> Papa Tristan yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that's interesting that's interesting um, I, I mean I remember a few years ago one of my high school students he's about ready to graduate so he's just finished I guess he's just finishing his uh, freshman year of college and I was like I just asked him like so what what's the problem with Facebook with you and he's like just a bunch of old people arguing about politics I mean that's how that's how he you know Preach. but yeah. he's not <laughs> yeah. wrong uh, yeah. but that's how it, it was that's how it was seen is really non-relevant conversation I mean it's kind of how he was how he was defining it I guess so that's that's interesting Um, so like what are, when you guys are I mean when you guys are connecting with people what Talk to me about frequency. Talk to me about what's happening. What are you doing? How are you spending your time? Um, what what are you looking for in meaningful relationships kind of across the board? Corey, you you go first because you've gotten to have time off.
1: Since we didn't hassle him on. Yeah, we didn't hassle him <laughs> about
0: the social media. Um, okay, so... Typically for
4: us around here, hanging out with some friends is going out, grabbing a bite to eat and just talking. I mean, really, there's not a whole lot else to do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's pretty common. Um, I am one of the 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 biggest advocates of of getting out and spending time with people, though, because I do not like being at home alone doing nothing if i'm at home maybe once in a two-week span that's probably about
0: right because
4: i just i enjoy being so you do face face to face i do face to face
0: yes out of of a seven and sorry out of a seven day out of seven day week how many times how many days of that week are you with uh are you with a group of people probably at least six amazing (laughs) Tristan what would you say out of seven days you actually do real real work so I you got less time no.
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, I mean I'm interacting with people basically on a day-to-day basis as far as really kind of going out and finding a group of people to hang out with yep. I'm probably in like the
0: three to four okay. times a week yep no one. Social butterfly. Eight days a week. No. <laughs> well,
2: this is gonna be interesting. Um, so, college student, I'm always interacting with people during class. Mm-hmm. I don't count group projects as social interaction. Sure. It's forced social interaction. Especially
0: with those two slackers in every group that exactly. don't do anything yep. or contribute. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. You're killing the rest of us. We'll never want to do group we projects hate, again. We hate you. Guys. We, that's right.
2: Yeah. Deep, deep passion. You're the absolute worst. Um, <laughs> Because I'm, yeah, I'm the one catching up your work, but it's fine. Um, I'm not bitter.
0: Any- it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Just remember, that is the Christian F word. Fine. Anyways,
2: it's fine. And you're the reason that I don't have much social interaction during the week because I'm picking up your slack, but it's Quit fine. You're
0: killing his spirit, people. You're killing Nolan. Okay. Yeah. But it's totally cool. Anyways,
2: um, probably it's really sad, like once a week, just because I'm just, you know, writing those papers, just getting school done. And then when I do have free time, I'll hit up my friends. We'll go grab a bite to eat.
0: Would you say it's pretty impromptu? Is it just like, Hey, I had this idea of getting together and who's with me. And
2: for sure. Um, if there's like a group of 12 or more getting together, it's like a two week notice. If it's (laughs) one to two, we're talking 24 hours, maybe even less.
0: Yep. Yep. And you know, when I when I first came into the world of as I was pastoring young adults, I was a young adult myself, and so like I remember plenty of instances when we were living in South Bend where uh, I'd have five or six young adults over. It is approaching 2 a.m. We're I I have a one particular instance of a really intense Dutch Blitz game that was uh, had just gotten I hate that game. out of control. Wow, well, you know the party's wild when you bring out the Blitz. <laughs> That's right. That's no going back. Uh, we, we about broke our dining room table cause we were playing around it, whatever. Anyway, uh, we did not. Yeah. So no kids yet. And I remember Jackie, my wife getting up and being like, okay, I have got to go to bed. Uh, who's going to lock the door on the way out. And there were people still at my house, you know, together though, even when we, even we weren't there. But like, I began to realize like the, that group got together as a, like an impromptu sort of thing. And it just kept on happening. And I began to realize that really like there's a lot of to, to be in community with your guys' generation now requires a lot of impromptu. There's a flexibility that has to be there because yeah, you might, I mean, you might be rocking the, the papers out or whatever. And then and you're like, Oh, I'm done. I have a second. I need, you know, I need this time with other people cause there's been an isolation there, you know? And so I need this. And, and well, it's, 10 p.m so what are we gonna do about that um, or in the you know if you're depending on your work in the job like if you're in the workforce and you have other peers who are not in the workforce the same way you your, your schedule are, are different I mean I remember working third shift for a while ain't nobody up during right. those hours I was dead to everybody they just forgot they were like you're as good as dead right but i just remember like i wasn't in sync with some other people so that was an, an added you know an, an added struggle but it was just like uh you're working away and you're like okay i need i need a change i need something and something different but it, that wasn't going to be at the same time every time or whatever Corey, for the most time like you're mr six days a week here um That sounds like a good nickname, but Mr. Six Days a Week. That could really go a lot of wrong directions, so people are wondering, what is he doing six days a week? Um, Dutch Blitz. He's playing Dutch Blitz. (laughs) Very intense Dutch Blitz. Um, Depending on, by the way, on who's listening to this program. They're not going to know what we're talking about. I feel like Google is getting hit with Dutch Blitz searches like mad now. Um, You want to get really crazy, by the way? Go, go, uh, yeah, 50 searches, solid. Solid. Uh, (laughs) You want to go crazy, by the way? Go... Go with the big Dutch Blitz cards. You want it like, oh, yeah. like jumbo Dutch. Next level. Um, Mr. Six Days a Week over here. Uh, wh- Like 24-hour notice to get these people together? What do you think? Like is it whenever, wherever, or scheduled?
4: If it's a weekend, at least a couple days probably. If it's a weeknight, couple hours. Just text a couple friends and be like, hey, you guys want to go? out to b-dubs you want to go get some food
0: yep so for an older person so 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 that's your group for an older person trying to come alongside of you guys and right so that that's the that's the challenge i mean i feel it right now and i'm a young adult pastor for crying out loud and trying to figure out to get into your your rhythm into your radar into your kind of ecosystem um I've got to. I've just. I'm like. I've got to think differently, or f- I've got some things to figure out. Because as you're sharing, I mean, it, I'm not surprised by what you're saying, but it's just like, how in the world? Because, but then it makes sense because as I look back, just a few years, my my most intense uh, kind of connections with other young adults when is when I was a young adult,
1: right? And I think I don't know. Maybe that is a good thing, though. Maybe maybe that is just the time of life that you're in too, not necessarily your generation. Because I, I again, I remember being newly married when I no one had you know we were just all newly married and hanging out and we could do the same thing too now where it's like man it's nine o'clock I'm exhausted man I need to go to sleep and if I'm not like I need to find a sitter and the kids need to do this and so like maybe it is more of a just life
0: where you're at in life is there any way that you guys are uh, are interact are interacting um with your community right now that like are there ways that you wish it would change or be different than how it is right now
2: I wish it will never ever change, but wish it's <laughs> so <laughs> hopeful. Never change, but so busy. Like, oh my word, yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to get together with more than like four friends is like ripping teeth out of a head. It's like the worst. It's nearly impossible. Especially, we're gonna go back to school. Group members as well. Organizing group meetings yep. n- nearly impossible. Don't even try.
3: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear that educators, by the way, to try to get college students do together? Not. Just no knock, it up, knock it no off. Groups. I get it. Your goal is, is to help prepare people for group work that they're going to have to do in the All it does place. is
1: make Nolan have to do all the work. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. You're, we're getting zero traction on this. Let's, let's find a different way. I don't know uh, what we need to do, but whoever's in charge of, of whoever the big brain is up there uh, that's been orchestrating these group projects in higher ed, quit it. Stop. Stop <laughs> now. Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, Tristan, I felt like you had, uh, you had a thought, you had an insight that was coming your way. I didn't want to cut you off. Go for it.
3: Yeah. Sorry. A little bit of a rewind in our conversation, but, uh, Andy, as you were saying, I mean, young adulthood, like we have the, this freedom, I mean, it's just kind of a time for us to go explore and, and do whatever. And so we really thrive off, off of this, um, spur of the moment, you know, just mentality like, yeah, let's do something. I mean, the majority of the time when I hang out with Corey outside of us working out, which, We're just we're getting jacked over here. I gotta put in a (laughs) word for that. Um I'm not don't watch the YouTube video though, because that (laughs) (laughs) Um Tristan is huge. He's absolutely huge. Um the majority of the time when I hang out with him though, it's like within next couple hours that we're we're trying to do something. Um and so it's really I mean, we have this freedom, like let's let's go have fun with it, you know. Let's let's just live life kind of spontaneously.
1: I I think our spontaneous Joel is a little bit more like Hey Joel, you're picking up your daughter from my house. Why don't you come over and have a campfire tonight? That's, yeah, that's, I mean,
0: yeah, we we're wild and crazy guys. I know. Right. Uh, hold on. Yeah, and and that's the I think the interesting thing though is it's like the way you're connecting with people is because you are busy. Mm-hmm. they they're and it's it's not you're not busy uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Dutch Blitz, <laughs> Dutch or Dutch Blitz for that matter. Wow, that we've really covered the spectrum here. There will be uh,
1: links in the show notes for Dutch Blitz. I'm just in case you don't know what it is. Okay. Dutch Blitz.
0: Way to be helpful. We're we're empowering yes. our listeners. Make please make a note of that. Um, so, yeah, and, and I just I, I do wonder though, like from again from an outside perspective looking in, it seems like man, they're just they're just so like haphazard, and it's like da 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 whatever whatever. But it's like no, because what I'm hearing you're saying is nose is to the grindstone. You're working hard. You're getting things done. And then it's like whatever is left over, you're trying to connect with people, and that I think transcends generations uh, in different ways uh, because it's like because I mean Andy and I feel that where we're just like when do we when do we have time? Honestly, this this podcast exists so So that we can chat, so that Andy and I can talk to each other without dad, 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 dad. And, and, uh, but, but there's always, I mean, there's always that. So I guess what I, if anybody listening, you know, and if you've got like a bad vibe about generation Z, just recognize that that is the, that is particular expression of a reality that is true for all of us. And I think we can all have some partnership and understanding. Right. Yeah. That there, there are those, there are those pressures. Um, so, Question number four. So we've got five five big questions here. Question number four uh, is the one that I'm also really, really interested in is how are you guys going about navigating the question, finding an answer to the question of what you want to do with your life? So thinking about um, kind of a discernment process you've gone through, tools you've used, people you've talked to, like how... Are you all trying... Let's just see. Are you all trying to answer the question, what do I want to do with my life? Do you feel like you're trying to answer that to a certain degree? Yes.
2: I think it'll be a lifelong question, to be honest. Uh, but at this point, yeah, more than ever, because got to find something to do after you graduate. So.
0: Right. So, uh, Nolan, so you're going into marketing and advertising. That's, that's what you're getting your education, and I do pray to God that you are uh, really trying to find a vocation in that as you well. You market our podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Andy's always fine in the angle. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. So you went into marketing and advertising. How did you figure that one out?
2: Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I'm going through my interviews round two because I just went through a ton of interviews last week. Um,
0: so I won't be robotic in the answer
2: like I was <laughs> in the interview.
0: Because I feel gifted at these <laughs> things. Please look at my portfolio on page two. You'll see. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Um, wait, can you rephrase the question? I got lost. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: He's making plans over here with Tristan to do something afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, wings is just down there. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, how, yeah. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. It all came back around. Marketing yeah. advertising. I mean, the, that's the direction you're going. How did you figure out that was that was the thing for you?
2: So funny story. I started out um, in elementary education. <laughs> <laughs> Right, haha! Ha, laugh, laugh. For LOL. those for those of you that are
0: in <laughs> elementary education, we respect you, we love you, we're grateful for you. You just need to know, Nolan, and that's why it's funny to me. Go yeah, on. You're a
2: really special individual. If you pursue that profession, and I love you for it. Um, wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Um, currently a substitute teacher. Taught gymnastics for a while. Loved it. Don't know if I want to do it all year round.
0: My kids loved you as a gymnastics teacher, by the way. I loved M- them. Mr. Nolan was the best. We had a
2: great time. Um, Sorry, I started out as that. Heard a lot from the seniors that were graduating. They're like, get out now if you can. <laughs> Education politics are a mess. <laughs> I can't do anything I want in the classroom because, yeah. So I took that as a little bit of a call and... I really wasn't grooving with it too much. I wasn't grooving with the $35,000 starting pay either Um, if you're lucky. Yep. So I was trying to discover what I wanted to do after that. Um, I was like nursing. No blood. No Um, (laughs) and then I was like engineering. No, I was like law. No liberal arts. No
0: Because he didn't want to live under a bridge. Yeah, yeah, you're (laughs) not wrong.
2: Um, And then I had a friend who was in marketing and advertising, super groovy guy, um, became really good friends, still really are good friends. So I looked into it some more, saw that ad agencies were super cool, um, aligned with a lot of my interests, went for it, took a risk, like it. Uh, Yeah, so I'm looking for... A job in the advertising world. Hopefully we find something this summer.
0: Awesome. Dolan Rhodes at LinkedIn.
2: <laughs> Connect.
0: Connect. Follow. Follow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Subscribe. Share. So uh, let's see. Tristan, I w- okay. I'm going to go to you number three because there's <clears throat> Tristan's <laughs> story is a winding road of confusion <laughs> and deception. All under the no i don't uh so, so Corey, we're gonna go to you first uh with because and, and mind you i did dig you into the deep hole of do you feel stuck yes you do what are you doing about it i don't know i'm not, not sure what the next step is so on and so forth so we that said we,
1: we do have a counseling room over there we do. afterwards you can this is go a full with.
0: service podcast yeah, by is. the way I don't, I don't know what you were ready for but that's what we offer uh But just in terms of thinking about how to this point you've navigated the question of what you want to do with the rest of your life, thinking about, you know, uh, practices that you've employed, uh, people you've talked to, things that you've used to try to answer that question. What have you done to this point? How have you gone about answering that question?
4: Yeah, so um, just to get right to it, um, what I want to do with my life, I have had a passion for youth ministry pretty much since I was in early high school, probably. So that is something that I've actually really, um, really been trying to get to at some point. Um, Now that next step is, I'm not sure what that is, Um, but pretty much um, out of high school, I went to that year of college, didn't know what I wanted to go for, so I went for general biblical studies um, at Rosedale. Um, Wasn't a fan of school itself, loved the year of college, had a blast, um, but didn't want to pay a lot of money to hang out with friends. Um, so decided not to do that.
0: So wise.
4: (laughs) So yeah, I came back, um, just kind of started working again. Um, and then after a year or two, um, somebody told me they thought I'd be a good, uh, teacher. And so there was a split second where I actually thought, Hey, maybe I'd go into, um, education. And then I remembered, I don't like school. So I didn't do that. Um, But that went along with the the ministry, the youth ministry. That would be a time where I would be able to connect with um, uh, kids and stuff like that. So I thought that would be something that I enjoy, Um, just not in that aspect. Um, But I then continued to um, travel with a traveling uh, summer camp the last couple summers, actually. Um, which was absolutely the three best summers of my life. I mean, I, I enjoyed every second of, of traveling with that camp. Um, it was, it was a really good time for me and growth and, um, and also just a, a good time to spend with, um, with, with youth and, and kids and stuff. Um, so, uh, a couple of years ago, I was also given the opportunity to start at church with my, with my junior youth. And so I was able to help out with that. Um, and then actually just recently they bumped me up to help with the youth group. And so slowly, but surely I've been, uh, meeting with my pastor and stuff like that. And we've been in conversation and we have actually been trying to work towards me, um, growing in that aspect of how I can help in the church with, with youth and, and that kind of, that kind of work in that line, um, but all of that being said, throughout that whole time, I've just been working a job, um, just trying to just do what I what I can do to uh, manage right now, and then and then uh, do those things on the side, and uh, and hopefully at some point I'll I'll get to that.
0: Good, yeah. There's several things you said that I'm keeping track of because I'm for come, your counseling session, I'm going to come back. No, geez, no. <laughs> uh, really important things you've said actually that I'm gonna oh, we'll come back around to. Uh, so, Tristan, number th- number three here to answer this question: How in the world have you figured out how to answer this big question of what you want to do the rest of your life? What's been the the journey and and the trip? And because I know a little bit more of. Uh, yeah, because I know a little bit more of your story, I get to occasionally inter- interject with uh, with funny comments and insights about your journey. That's uh, just I get. You're welcome. So, uh, I yeah, don't th- I don't think I have any sound clips to play for him. <laughs> oh. oh, 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 nope, nope, nope. Hold on, hold on. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. Fantastic. There you go. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Tristan, if you could, uh, yeah, answer my question. And as riveting away as possible.
3: So how in the world did I end up deciding that I wanted to become a teacher? Yep. I mean, after these two guys talking about it. Right. You that was st- savage. You still, you still want savage. to be a teacher.
0: <laughs> I, mm, mm. Gosh. Have, you seen the, have you actually ever seen somebody with buyer's remorse, the look on their face? I think that's what it's we similar see right now, yeah. Similar. Driving yeah. trucks is nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go for it, man. All right. All um, right. So coming out of high school, uh, definitely felt some pressure to go to college. So I ended up going to Valparaiso university for mechanical engineering. Uh, it's definitely a, a math and science kid in high school and I enjoyed it. And so I figured, you know what, this is a good, good step into, um, something I enjoy, you know, like follow your passion, do, you know, all that kind of stuff. So went to Valpo, um, really enjoyed it, did well in school, uh, enjoyed it. Let me rephrase that. I enjoyed the social life Met a lot of really cool people um, enjoyed the college experience in general, did not enjoy what I was learning. Um, and that was something hard for me to come to, to grips with because I really wanted to stay there. I, it was kind of this whole, you know, like a lot of people are depending on me, which probably wasn't true. It was just me setting up this, this false scenario in my head. When you say a lot of people
0: were depending on you, like flesh that out. Like, what do you mean?
3: Like, um, like I have something to prove like, Oh, here I am, you know, going off to some school that's a ways away. And here I am. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do
0: right. And you had scholarships to go and do this. Yeah. Valpo is not cheap. No. And so you would earn these scholarships. It's, it's our, you know, our brainchild, Tristan heading <laughs> off to Valpo to be an engineer. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. So, um,
3: around October, uh, end of October, early November, something just hit me. And I realized this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to be an engineer. Uh, this feeling of kind of emptiness and just like, I wasn't going to be satisfied with what I was doing. So I made the tough decision to come home right away. It basically ran against the grain of my mentality for the entire time being there. Uh, thus far was, you know, I gotta, I gotta prove something. I gotta, you know, live up to what
1: I'm going after. And, and did you experience any like let down from that like did you experience people like that did you actually feel that people thought that they let you down or you let them down
3: um absolutely not i think i mean it was really it was just something that i was playing over and over in my head um and and that was something i struggled with after coming home because i didn't have another solution right away uh if i would have known what i wanted to go after i would have just stayed at Valpo. but i didn't um so yeah i got home i mean all my other friends were in college and so that was something i had to battle with was you know how do I see myself versus them you know they're they're doing well and whatever so um I decided I was gonna start working uh so I got into huh, as if mechanical engineering wasn't fun enough I was gonna jump into automotive engineering <laughs> tried <laughs> tried that for a couple months it, it was it was a good opportunity for me to learn some things but um that ultimately resulted in failure uh <laughs> <laughs> you could say that sure interesting story um so Anyways, uh, kind of realized, all right, it's not my step. Um, in, in that meantime, I was planning on going to Ivy, Ta- Ivy Tech, which is just kind of a vocation school, uh, to do some uh, mechanic-related stuff um, and decided, nope, don't want to do that. So then after that failed, I got into kind of a businessy y situation, uh, tried that for a little bit. That failed, realized I didn't want to do that. And then I ended up working at uh, Regen, which is
0: Ivana's. Um, so basically, a Youth and Young Adult Conference, you were you were helping out with kind of the production of that mm-hmm. experience. Yep. Um, and that
3: there is when I really realized I have a passion for kids. I really enjoy working with kids, ministering to them and stuff like that. So I was able to get on board with Joel. Um, he invited me onto his uh, youth ministry team as an intern, and I was kind of... He somehow let me be in charge of the junior high.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. They loved you though. I mean they <laughs> oh, did. They, did. they, they did. did. It was a turning point in the ministry, Tristan. <laughs> it was all uphill from there. I need That's true. I need you to be clear about that. <laughs> it went well. Just in yeah. hindsight,
3: I was like I mean, those were those were significant responsibilities compared to what I was used to at almost any other point in time. Yep. Um and so that re- really reinforced my desire to do stuff with kids. So in the meantime, I decided I was going to go to IUSB for uh, social studies education. So not up that ministry alley necessarily, um, but in that process of working and, and praying about it, and I mean, it was probably an eight or nine month process that I realized like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so that's kind of how I arrived at that. Now I got to end that story with, I feel like I might be getting called into something a little bit further towards ministry. Sure. But right now I'm in a position where I'm pursuing that education degree. Absolutely.
0: So the thing I want to point out here with all three of your responses and, uh, and Andy, we're definitely doing a two parter here. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to actually come to end of, uh, end of part one here. And on the production level, I have zero idea on how you do that exactly. So I will, we'll discuss, we'll figure it out. Um, hey new things every time well oiled machine the one thing i want to point out here and it's what um what we're going to go into in our our second round of conversation is is uh you guys are navigating a lot of this stuff on your own you have occasional encounters with people Uh, Corey Exampled And I'm grateful for this Corey exampled Kind of in more A recent part Like now you have An individual That's like Working with you Like trying to Trying to move forward In some In some aspects And I think the thing That we have to think about People that are listening I I really I hope you hear this Is that There is Though they are Connected socially Or seemingly Connected socially This Generation Z That we're talking about High connection socially To their friends there is a there is a connection issue with them being surrounded with people that are helping them navigate vocational decisions, and that is a it's a a trouble spot for us that we need that we need to be able to speak to and need to be able to we need to be able to think about. So that's going to be basically with, with that in mind. That's going to be our that's going to be our next episode uh, content is uh, talking through specifically. Um, Why you guys are going in the directions that you're going, how you got there, um, and then what you're kind of hoping to move forward to uh, next. So, with that being said, guys, this has been, uh, man, fantastic chat for episode number four. Grateful for all of you to be here. Nolan, Tristan, Corey. We thank you guys for coming on. We do. We thank you, and uh, we just, man, we know this is going to be a helpful conversation for many. So, hey, guys, uh, next week we're back. Dudes of the round table, dudes of the square table, get it right. Yeah. So come join us uh, for further conversation with these amazing guys. Thank you so much. Grace and peace.